0: My guest this week is Rush Frashtick. He's here to talk about his part of the Destiny 2 review. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Russ Freshick, welcome to Quality Control.
1: Thank you, Justin. It feels like I was just here.
0: Uh, were you?
1: Yeah, for Metroid.
0: Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't on that one. That's you were. that was Charlie. That makes sense now. <laughs> um, so, Russ, this is a sort of interesting situation because we do have a review of Destiny Two up on polygon.com right now you were focusing on a different section of the game you're focusing sort of on uh pvp and in game stuff um what uh, how does your approach to something like that where you're sort of building on an established review what's that process been like how close in communication were you with uh submit who did the original review how's that how has that worked out
1: uh yeah, it's worked out okay. It's it's different. I I haven't re- I don't know that I've ever done a cooperative review as it were. Um and basically submit uh went to an event before the game came out and played like a big chunk of the game and sort of wrote his pre-review based on that or review review in progress based on that. And then given it's been such a, a mad dash, we basically split up uh the chunks that hadn't been played yet. Um, he did the remainder of the campaign that he hadn't played yet. And I took on PVP, which I play more destiny PVP than he does. And the raid, since I knew that I would have to sort of grind through the raid, um, and I could do it a little bit faster than submit could. So that was sort of the, the, the process. Um, you know, so far, everything that submit has said in the review, I agree with, uh, you know, he definitely uh look was asking me for feedback in terms of what he had written so so no uh contradictions there and and i uh have uh, shared with him my uh, update on the pvp and the raid stuff so it's you know it's it's basically just finding a common ground and, and obviously if we drastically disagreed about something there'd be some notation of it but for the most part we're pretty in line
0: um uh let me talk with you first about the 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 raid experience okay Um, i'm sure you had a great time (laughs) things to complain about no the raid is brutal and i don't necessarily we will drill down i guess on the mechanics of the raid um but uh uh, when i write a review as i'm playing the game uh there's a part of my brain uh, usually that's sort of like mulling over my thoughts what i might want to say it's a part of your brain you sort of develop if you review games for a long time it's it's sort of always working in the background and even if you're not reviewing a game a lot of times you're still like sort of thinking critically about it it can be hard to shut off at least that's my um experience so a lot of times i'm writing a review i'm taking notes i'm thinking of like things i definitely want to say about it uh and i'm I'm sort of engaging with it critically uh but i would think with a raid you would have it's it 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 would be a lot harder to sort of like let those thoughts congeal as you're playing it because it is so sort of demanding and not a lot of times where you can stop and like take some notes and stuff like that. How did you how did you sort of handle that?
1: Well, I I, just to start off for people that haven't played a Destiny raid before, just so you understand, like structurally how it works. Um, It's a six-person cooperative event where you basically go through these massive environments that are filled with like boss fights and puzzles and are like really, really complex and require extreme precision. And um, generally, if somebody screws up, certainly if two people screw up, you basically have to restart not the whole thing, but the encounter that you're on. So it's like a very intellectually demanding experience doing a raid, Um, I've done all of them since Destiny 1's launch. And I think that raids are very weird because you play this game that's, it seems tough at times, but for the most part is a relatively casual shooter. You can play for 20 minutes and have a good time and feel like you accomplished something in Destiny. Raids are uh, a much bigger deal than that. They can take 12 hours. Um, I spent three hours on the very first encounter actually we have a live stream of it of us attempting the very first encounter in the raid um and there's sort of two ways that people play through these things and it it makes writing reviews of raids kind of tricky a way of the first way to do it is how most people review games which is blind so you go in you don't know any of the mechanics you're kind of learning as you go et cetera, et cetera, and eventually you figure it out Um, that works for a little while and then time starts creeping up on you because the raids in destiny are very esoteric and have like a lot of opaque elements to them. And they're also, as I've mentioned, really hard. So you need not only you to be super focused and kind of figuring out how you're going to do this, but you also need five other people that are equally focused because if one of them loses focus or has to leave, then you're uh, in a lot of times you have to basically start with a new group and it's uh, a mess. So, um... Uh, i had two experiences with the raid so i did the blind run with with folks at polygon and then i did a run with my clan now my clan is consistent uh, con- consists mostly of very hardcore folks that play destiny a lot and um when i was playing through with them um it was I, I had a much more fun in the sense that like everyone knew what they were doing everyone was super dialed in the whole raid start to finish took about three hours if you're playing with people that are uh, normal people, I would say not not to insult my clan, but normal people, people have lives, people get distracted, people whatever, uh, oftentimes raids can be a very trying experience. And obviously the end result is super exciting and, and thrilling, but um, it is 100% not for everyone. And that's a kind of a long road into saying that I think a lot of the frustration that people feel with regards to the Destiny raids Basically relates to the fact that their lives are not compatible with the idea of destiny raiding.
0: Okay, I would grant you that with most raids, yes, probably yes. I would make I the would argument. I would say every raid.
1: You think this one's different? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I would say this one's different in a, in 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 one specific, uh, a, a few specific fashions. Now, I will say, um I played the first Destiny. I played all the raids, but. I was weirdly sort of like behind the curve with Destiny. So a lot of times when I would come to a raid, uh, it would be pretty well established. So this was my first experience with playing through a raid, like the first time clean with people. And um, overall, it's been a really good experience uh, because... The number one thing i would say is that you i've played with several public groups now just kind of people i've found online randomly and everyone's been super pleasant because i think there's not a lot of religion about how to do things yet um it is quickly solidifying but uh uh, it, it is not there yet so there's a lot more i think uh people are a lot more permissive of mistakes and what have you um but i would say with this raid uh with a few instances specifically that may be corrected over time. And, and I'm hoping you can address these, but there are quite a few things in this raid that didn't feel like I don't understand it. It didn't feel like I'm not good enough to do it. It just felt like hinky and weird broken and, and broken. Yeah. And that I think is where for me, this line of like, and, and I've seen a few people toe this line and I'm not necessarily trying to project this onto you, but uh, to this line of like, well, it's, it's supposed to be really challenging you know, it's not for everybody, and I don't necessarily like feel that about the parts of this raid that have made me want to pull my hair out. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I actually do say this in the review, which is to say, like, there are large chunks of the raid that need serious work. Um, there's a chunk without giving specific details. There's a chunk that is dedicated to stealth, and um, destiny has never been able to pull off stealth. Uh, it's obviously like they tried to hack it into the game and it does not work. Um, the the final encounter has like major, major problems with reliability. And and the best raids are uh, in Destiny are the ones that you can rely on. You know what's going to happen if you execute things on plan and you do everything that you're supposed to. You should succeed. That is that, that in my mind is a, a good raid, a well-designed raid. I think Wrath of the Machine and the Rise of Iron expansion is a perfect example of that. Very reliable, things always acted as they should act, and uh, very satisfying when you complete it. I think what you're running into, Justin, is, and this was the case for almost every raid except for the Rise of Iron raid, is that almost every raid was broken at launch in some way. Um, Taken King, the Ogres would do all sorts of crazy stuff, Uh, Vogue, forget about it, Atheon, Forget about it, Uh, Crota AI would run all over the place with the sword. Like, every single raid had these bugs, and if you play in the first month, you're going to run into them and you're going to have kind of a brutal time. Um, I think this raid is no exception. I think with a skilled team, you can overcome most of the bugs in the raid and experience some of the best parts of the raid. Uh, There's like a game show chunk, which is just like super fun and one of my favorite raid encounters yet. Um, but it is a shame, but it's also just kind of the nature of these raids is that they, they launch, I would say somewhat broken. I don't think it's mostly broken, but when you have two encounters that are kind of RNG feeling in the sense that like, well, maybe they, they will break. Maybe they won't, um, is a problem. So I definitely call that out in the review.
0: And it's, it's close. You know, there's, uh, when things are coming together, um it definitely like it. it is great and there's really nothing like it i mean there's not a comparable experience in video games i would say yeah. um you just get to this point and and again i i, I here's the most damning thing i can say uh, is that after i finished the the stealth section that you're alluding to it took us about three hours and that was people learning the ropes or whatever so i'm not necessarily har- harping on the difficulty of it when we finally did beat it it was because of a bug Russ, you'll appreciate one of the dogs glitched into the safe room. Yeah, the last dog glitched into the safe room, so we, you know, we had an opportunity to kill him there, and that's how we finally got past it. Um, which after getting robbed by bugs so many times, felt pretty juicy. (laughs) Honestly, it (laughs) went down pretty smooth. Yeah, but the the thought I had with it is, well, I never want to do that again, and that to me is like that's a problem. That that for for content that you're supposed to be repeating ideally like that's that is an issue that that i think stands apart from like well it's supposed to be challenging
1: yeah i would also say i think there are some issues with um with uh rewards for playing the raid um so the talk to me uh, about that because i
0: haven't gotten them
1: yeah well that's part of the issue is essentially uh there's uh, as you're going through the raid and completing these challenges for example the the uh the dog's challenge sometimes you'll get to this chest and feel really like happy and you'll open it and it'll give you some tokens that you can't use until you complete the raid and if you can't complete the raid those tokens are completely worthless to you um so there's some reward like there's a big part of uh, like excitement that happens when you finish an encounter in most of these Destiny raids, where not only do you finish it and everyone's super happy, but then you see like all the loot drops on the left side of the screen, and everyone's like, whoa, I got the rocket launcher or whatever. And that really doesn't happen very much at all in this. It happens, like I think, twice there might be like a chance for loot drops. I'm not 100% sure. But um, they kind of change the way the loot system works, and it actually goes to... The overall endgame loot system in Destiny is a little bit different than it's been in, in 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 Destiny 1, which is to say there's no randomness. Uh, if you have all of the hunter raid gear, there's really no reason beyond, obviously, fun to ru- to run the raid again if you're only playing as a hunter, because every raid scout rifle or every raid chess piece is always going to be exactly the same. Um and so that's kind of an interesting choice that they made, which cuts down a lot on the like grinding for like that perfect thing that you really want. But it also I think will hinder the long term play of Destiny unless they make changes to that.
0: Um, I wanna uh talk a lot more about Destiny with you, Russ, but first we have to take a quick break. Uh first up I wanna tell you about ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Uh, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? This is hard. We're hiring a few positions at Polygon right now. It is really tough to find the best people. But with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job. Get this. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate on the site within one day. There's no juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Now, you could try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, Russ. You heard me right. I said for free. You just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. Uh, also want to tell you about That's It. These are bars that Uh, Don't have a lot of junk in them and no garbage. You know, it's hard to eat vegetables I mean, it's miserable. There's nothing worse than eating vegetables, but That's it is there for you waiting with open arms to deliver you these that it that's it bars They're gluten-free kosher vegan and raw diet friendly. Uh, They're under 100 calories. They're a great source of fiber There's no fat none uh, every age, diet, and lifestyle can enjoy it. And you got four grams of vegetable protein. Uh, they 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 started with fruit bars, and now they're getting into to veggies. Finally, a palatable way to eat vegetables. Believe it or not, uh, you can get a really great deal if you go to That's It Fruit dot com and you enter the code control at checkout to save 10 pr- percent off your order uh try try them out i think you will be surprised especially if you despise vegetables you may still really love these bars go to that's it dot com and enter the code control at checkout to save 10 percent off your first order your taste buds and your body will thank you uh russ uh, you also did pvp yes you, yes you um I've heard people talking. Uh, it, it's interesting. It seems like a, a, a subtle yet meaningful shift from the first Crucible uh, into something that requires a little bit more teamwork. And I think the re- response to that has been uh, pretty polarizing. Where do you where do you land? Yeah, on it?
1: Um, it is subtle. If you if you just watch gameplay on YouTube or whatever of PvP and Destiny Two, it will look pretty identical to Destiny One PvP. Um, But the differences are pretty dramatic. So um, first of all, it's 4v4 and not 6v6, so that's a big change. The other big change they made is they basically got rid of the weapons that could one-shot you. Um, They still exist in the game, sniper rifles, fusion rifles, things like that, shotguns certainly, but they are relegated to these power weapons that you need to pick up off the wall that only show up occasionally, and they're much more limited in terms of their use. Uh, The end result is you're much more often using either your kinetic weapon or your um, energy weapon. And both of those take a considerably long time to kill someone, uh, much longer than Destiny 1 even normal weapons did. And the end result of that is basically the best strategy that people have found is to be very communicative communicative with your team, um, to team shot, if you will, Uh, basically uh, two of you shooting one target at the same time, to sort of cut down on that time to kill. So it requires constant communication, constant call-outs. Hey, someone's on my radar. Let's focus on this guy. Hey, someone's flanking us. Let's focus on this guy. I personally like it. I think it's more fun than the original Destiny. But I think the reason a lot of people are, as you said, it's polarizing. For people that were very good at the original Destiny and would kind of lone wolf their way around the map. Maybe they'd grab a fusion rifle or shotgun and just like get kill after kill after kill. Because again, all you needed was a split second and good aim and you would succeed. Those people really don't have a place in destiny to PVP anymore. Um, Even for them, the highly skilled players, if they go lone lone wolfing, they will probably die because there simply is not enough skill level to balance just two people firing you at the same time there's just no way to counteract that so um again i personally like it i think it it kind of makes for a more engaging multiplayer experience and that you're talking with your team a lot more there's more coordination more strategy but for people that want like a call of duty one shot one kill i can just go off on my own and feel like a god it's just not in the game anymore they might add like a free-for-all mode but even that would require some shifting because again, not all the guns take a while to kill. So, you know, just having everyone shooting at each other would just be kind of chaos. So we'll see how it kind of shakes out. Um, I did play trials of Osiris. I'm sorry. They call it trials of the nine now, uh, which is like the ultimate version of PVP where all the best players go and you try to win seven games in a row. Um, that is remains as daunting as it ever was. um, it's not for the faint of heart. You need to be really good. If you don't know what your KD ratio is, you probably shouldn't even consider it. Uh, if you know what it is and it's below 1.5, you shouldn't consider it. Um, it's it's really just for the best of the best players. I know they're planning on introducing, quote, guided games where they'll basically have, like, really good players and they'll, like, bring in a random from the internet who wants to be sort of, like, led through some of the experiences. And I think in those instances, it'll work. But really, you can only have like one kind of so-so player and three really good players to be able to do kind of well in Trials. And as it goes on, as the game becomes older, it'll just get harder and harder and harder because people just keep getting scared away from the mode. Um, I do want to mention the environment that unlocks if you win at least one Trials match is super, super awesome. It's one of the coolest environments in the game. It's just a bummer that so
0: many people will never see it. I'll never see it. I'll never see it. Yeah um uh, a few questions from listeners here and we've got a few variations on this one but uh, Whitney said, what are the biggest barriers to end game for casual players? Um, I think the permutation I'm seeing of this question the most is people sort of wondering about the the grind from 260 on um specifically if you don't play a ton because I think if you play a ton you're probably already past this barrier. Um, how does that how does that feel to you?
1: Yeah, I actually think the grind, Getting to 260 is much more annoying than the grind of 260 on, which is kind of contrary to what a lot of people think. Um, Once you hit 260, which is like the light level, your power level, if you will, um, a bunch of exotic quests unlock. And you've got some things you can be doing while you're at 260 that'll get you at least to 270, which will allow you to experience a large chunk of the raid. Now, if you're trying to min-max yourself, that might not be the best strategy, but if really you're just trying to see some of the end game game content, um, I would say don't stress about it. Once you hit 260, just do some exotic quests. It'll probably get you pretty close to 270, and then you could sort of do your own thing.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. People mentioned the grind, but I haven't really felt certainly nothing in comparison to Destiny 1. Oh, it's not even close. A grind per se. I mean, uh, I've had to do, I've done a lot of public events, uh, getting coins and stuff and trying to get exotics to drop, things like that. But even that is like pleasant. I mean, it it feels different. It's like a one-off quick experience that feels different every time you do it. Um, Sometimes I'll grind too long on any one thing, but there's usually other things to do. Uh, I wish that some of the side stuff, like specifically I'm thinking of adventures here, was more rewarding because I didn't necessarily do a lot of those the first time through the campaign. And once you're done, you're pretty much past the point where they'd be extremely useful, except for a handful that give you skill points. Uh, So the rewards, I wish, uh, were a little more meaningful for those events. But by and large, like there are fun things to do to get you over that hump. I do think that it's an issue um getting the higher level gear uh uh I I think can be kind of a pain, specifically that hump where you can you can't really grind uh you know coins and public events and loot chests and stuff like that to to get you over that hump. Um but I think part of that is just the the, there are these landmarks that reset every Tuesday uh, where you have to do a bunch of events in a certain zone or do the nightfall or do uh, crucible matches that give you really good gear Uh, but you can only do them once per week and I think that that's part of what people are bumping up to Um, that feels a little bit artificial to me in terms of like gating people from from sort of churning through things Uh, but I think for a casual player it probably won't be that that sort of painful yeah uh, if you're I, not in a huge rush
1: right yeah i think i think the the gating really only applies to the people that were in a huge rush and those people myself included because i wanted to get to the raid to write the review could um still had ways of like advancing even without relying on those weekly updates so i think they they did a really smart job of making it pretty easy if you're patient To advance your character each week, like the challenges are not difficult at all. You either just play a bunch of PvP or you do a bunch of public events and you'll get gear. They also added some cool clan systems where if your clan, even if you're not playing, but if your clan that you happen to join uh, accomplishes like finishes a raid or finishes trials, you'll get rewards from those events so you'll get a trials weapon or you'll get a raid piece of armor or something like that so that's kind of a neat way to tease some of this end in game end game content without necessarily forcing people to like
0: grind their way to it uh here's a question from michael who says what if anything from destiny one were you disappointed to find absent in destiny two huh that is a
1: good question um what there's am i some missing? I'll, I'll stall for you okay um,
0: there some that, that i are missing that i then later appreciate why uh here's a good example i've heard people complain that you can no longer use a synth to get oh, uh, a yeah. special heavy ammo yeah and the first time that i ran out of the that ammunition when it was inconvenient um i did think oh that was that that is a pain where the synths but the longer i thought about it the more i played the more i was like it's not really very fun sure. it's not really very fun to go into a menu and select an item to get more ammunition and you have to remember to do that before a big fight that's kind of a pain in the butt um and it does sort of make uh things like killing ads uh a little bit uh, you know just regular Uh, people running around uh, and not bosses killing them a little bit more interesting because you're hoping to get some ammunition that you need. So that's something that's like, it feels like it's missing, but really I can see the logic to it.
1: Yeah. I've got one. Um, Yeah. Okay. So the vault in destiny two is insane. Um, You basically can store items if you don't want to carry them around in this vault and it has some benefits. Um, There's some like sorting mechanics and stuff that weren't in destiny one. But the sorting mechanics are, like, super crazy. And also, armor and weapons both get stored in the same spot, which is a downgrade from Destiny 1, where they were separated and made it a little easier to parse. Um, the vault is a total mess right now, and it's a bummer because I want to save everything, and I want to, like, go through and, like, delete duplicates and stuff like that, but it's a total mess. So, so hopefully, that is one thing from Destiny 1 that will return, which is... Um, Being able to uh, split up uh, armor and weapons. I would also say I kind of miss private matches in PvP, uh, which I know they've said they're working on and and will eventually come to Destiny 2. But being able to just like play a few games with your friends and not like have to worry about like running up against an impossible match, kind of fun. And I miss that.
0: Uh, Russ, anything else you want to say about Destiny 2? We're running a little long here, but I want to give you a chance
1: um no i mean uh you know go read the review if you haven't yet uh there's a lot of words in there uh destiny 2 is i think a very cool game that if you like shooters even if you don't have like a ton of friends to play with just one other friend is really all you need um it's really a spectacular game it's gorgeous it's a lot of fun to play it's not without some like rough patches but for the most part like it's really a spectacular feat that they pulled off and um it makes me pretty excited about the coming years and as they update it i think it'll get even better
0: cool well folks that's all the time we have for this week and go read russ's update to the destiny 2 review at polygon.com uh but until next time my name is justin mcelroy for rush Frush tick thank you for listening to polygons quality control